0: Hey, thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate your time today. If you've wondered why so many of your friends have been trying to offload their Toronto FC tickets this season, maybe it has something to do with the fact that they've had three wins in 20 games. And this is the latest news. Toronto FC have fired their coach, Bob Bradley. They've named Terry Dunfield interim coach. This is in the middle of a dismal season. And speaking of dismal. Things are not good when it comes to Soccer Canada's finances. Here to talk about it, Moshe, Moshe Lander joins us. He is our uh, friend of the show and sports economist at Concordia University, our, our go-to with most of these sports stories. I was reading, uh, Moshe, that Rick Westhead, who was responsible, by the way, for breaking the Hockey Canada story, a very good sports broadcaster in Canada, um, said that uh, Interim General uh, Secretary Jason DeVos said that Canada soccer's finances are so bad that they actually have, you know, they need to look at every option. And that might include not just uh, having their their senior national teams playing this fall, but also uh, contemplating the possibility of bankruptcy protection, can you uh, maybe illustrate why Soccer Canada is in such dire straits?
1: Well, I, I think it's because there's a lack of oversight. You know, when you're when you're a private run corporation, you have shareholders, right? And and they keep you accountable. That if you're not making a profit, uh, then they replace you. Uh, when you have a sports franchise, like you said, uh, you, you don't win, you fire the coach. Uh, Soccer Canada is one of those public organizations that lacks oversight. And so it's very easy for money to be misspent, unaccounted for, or or maybe spent on things that uh, they would rather the public not know about. And so when they once in a while get their books reviewed, uh, you know, could be too late. And so I I think that's a situation where they might find themselves now.
0: But they're getting money from the feds. The federal government provided uh, the federation with $5 million in 2022. And apparently Soccer Canada... Our Canada soccer burned through more than uh, $4 million last year.
1: Yeah, and again, it's a lack of oversight, right? So, you know, when when we hear about government contracts that run over cost or when we hear about all of these scandals where there's kickbacks and other sorts of improprieties going on, I'm not necessarily saying that's what's going on at Soccer Canada, but you mm-hmm. can easily imagine that when nobody's paying attention to how that $5 million is being spent and when there's no accountability for making sure that it's spent the way that it's supposed to be spent... Uh, You know, that's where things go wrong. And you and I've had this conversation. In fact, when we were talking about the pay disparity between the men's and the women's team, Uh, you know, in theory, that money should be going to the stars themselves, which is the athletes. And and it wasn't making its way down there. So obviously money was being siphoned off as various places along the way and and various side deals were being cut that the 5 million just got burned up.
0: Yeah, from, they're still in uh, negotiations to sign new collective bargaining agreements with both the senior national teams, the men's and the women's teams right now. Um, the players are not going to be happy to hear this. What does that mean for our talent um, in Canada that that you know wants to play at this level of soccer?
1: Ah, uh, and I think you hit on the key timing there, right? <laughs> that why does this story come out now as opposed to at any other time? It's because when you can go to Labour and say, we don't have any money to pay you. I know that you want to be paid fairly and equitably, but we just don't have it. And. What timing too, uh barely a month away from the Women's World Cup where Canada is expected to do well. So it almost seems like this is the perfect news dump where you want to make it look like we're not gonna have the money. The players are not being paid appropriately. If the women don't perform to the standard to which they're expected, then it's all understandable why this is going on. And so it kind of absolves everybody of of any responsibility here too. So I, I, I think that this is not a coincidence that this story is here right now.
0: Wow, that's interesting. Um let let's talk a little bit about. About what they're saying I mean they are saying you guys look uh, it, it, we're Canada soccer's finances are so bad that the men and women may not be able to play in international windows this fall so basically it's like you want to play soccer okay um here's our problem we don't have a lot of money
1: yeah and and you know it, it's it's interesting because we're watching the sport washing that's going on around the world I and mean, we've seen this happen for years where uh, some less than respectable countries will come and dangle the idea of citizenship in front of star athletes saying mm-hmm. hey w- we'll make you a citizen of our country come play for us could you imagine that they start siphoning off canadian players offering them dual citizenship you're not going to be able to play in canada you're not going to be able to play for canada even if you do somehow get to play you're not going to be paid what you're worth uh, so if you want to be able to play at the elite level, maybe you need to come over here and play for us and, and we'll give you all the money you need. We'll we'll even pay for your flight private, so that you don't have to fly coach with people like me sitting next to you.
0: I wonder how many people would qualify for a dual citizenship uh, somewhere else. I mean, I've got mine because my mother was born in Ireland, so I took advantage of that when I was younger. Um, you know, are, where would most of the, our players be off to? Is there is there a... Any any kind of uh, stats on
1: on Kelly, you think that the the Saudi Arabian government has any particular standards as to who they can and can't offer uh, citizenship to if this could allow them to quickly rise Mm. in the in the rankings, Uh, you know, so we're we're seeing them getting actively involved in soccer, uh, paying hundreds of millions of dollars a year to Ronaldo to come play for them. Uh, Lionel Messi was offered almost a billion dollars to come play. Uh, in the Middle East before he decided on Miami. You don't think that they could throw around half a million dollars per player and pick off the entire Canadian team if they wanted? It, it, it's a small drop in the bucket for them. And and they wouldn't really care uh, about what their citizenship laws are. It's not the stringent standards that Canada sets. It's a matter of they can now say that, hey, we need to be treated at the top table like uh, the, the Americans, for example, uh, when it comes to, say, women's soccer. And uh, you know, the men are on the uprise, too. And so it's easy to start picking them off as well. A lot of them are playing in Europe anyway. Uh, so you could imagine that it's pretty easy to find ways around rules uh, for a very small sum.
0: You mentioned the lack of oversight. How could this organization be but better run? Could they be uh, running things more like a private business?
1: Yeah. I mean, they can be run like a private business. They can be subject to regular audits the way that other government agencies are. They can uh, have to explain line by line how their money is being spent. Uh, They have these side arrangements to try and get professional soccer up and running in Canada that seems to have been Causing all kinds of problems for the last couple of years, and so it, it seems that the the general lack of accountability seems to go even beyond just what we would consider to be a failure of normal government standards. So even if they just tightened up to the normal level of lack of government oversight, it would probably be better than what we see right now, um, and and that could probably improve some sort of standards that that at least allows them to avoid the talk of maybe having to file for bankruptcy.
0: Yeah, well, what happens if, if Canada Soccer files for bankruptcy? And I will say, based on what we have said earlier on in this conversation or based on what you've pointed out earlier on in the conversation uh, about the fact that this is well-timed because players are negotiating contracts right now and they do want the money that uh, they deserve for playing at the level that they're playing at. And, uh, you know, it's very easy to say, well, look, at, I'm turning my pockets inside out. Uh, there's just no money. Um he, the the uh, person in charge was saying that you know bankruptcy is just like you, you know we're not saying we're going to file for bankruptcy we're just investigating every option just in case but just in case what would that look like
1: it, it could be anything right because normally when you have a bankruptcy what you do is you liquidate all the assets and then you pay off all of your creditors but in this particular case how much do they have in the way of assets? It's not like, you know, they're they're owning all of the soccer fields in Canada or that they own the players per se. It, it, so the, their assets are going to be limited to begin with. And as far as their liabilities go, you could say that there's all kinds of contractual offers that they they have to uh, pay out for their players and things like that. But they could just turn around to the players and say, you know, sue us. We'll see you in court. But I, I think the much likelier outcome is at this point, then they could turn around to just the government and say, look. You're the ones with the unlimited pockets. Uh, you can prevent this from happening and just give us the money to, to bail us out. Uh, it might come with a restructuring, just the way that a corporation, if they found themselves in trouble, could be restructured. But I mean, that's about the extent of it.
0: Well, and with uh, Canada hosting part of the World Cup in 2026, the timing couldn't be better for going to the Feds.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and they're going to be going there anyway. So why not ask for a few five, $10 million uh, extra?
0: Moshe, thanks so much for joining us. I always appreciate talking uh, to you about these stories. Anytime. You have a great day. Moshe Lander is our sports economist at Concordia University and friend of the Kelly Gutierrez Show.